Section 7 of The Einstein Theory of Relativity by Hendrik A. Lorenz. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avai in February 2020. Difficulty Exaggerated During a discussion of the results obtained at a joint meeting of the Royal Society and the Royal Astronomical Society, held especially for that purpose recently in London, it was the general opinion that Einstein's prediction might be regarded as justified, and warm tributes to his genius were made on all sides. Nevertheless, I cannot refrain, while I am mentioning it, from expressing my surprise that, according to the report in The Times, there should be so much complaint about the difficulty of understanding the new theory. It is evident that Einstein's little book, about the special and the general theory of relativity in plain terms, did not find its way into England during wartime. Anyone reading it will, in my opinion, come to the conclusion that the basic ideas of the theory are really clear and simple, it is only to be regretted that it was impossible to avoid clothing them in pretty involved mathematical terms, but we must not worry about that. I allow myself to add that, as we follow Einstein, we may retain much of what has been formally gained. The Newtonian theory remains in its full value as the first great step, without which one cannot imagine the development of astronomy, and without which the second step that has now been made would hardly have been possible. It remains, moreover, as the first, and in most cases, sufficient approximation. It is true that, according to Einstein's theory, because it leaves us entirely free as to the way in which we wish to represent the phenomena we can imagine an idea of the solar system in which the planets follow paths of peculiar form and the rays of light shine along sharply bent lines, think of a twisted and distorted planetarium, but in every case where we apply it to concrete questions we shall so arrange it that the planets describe almost exact ellipses and the rays of light almost straight lines. It is not necessary to give up entirely even the ether. Many natural philosophers find satisfaction in the idea of a material intermediate substance in which the vibrations of light take place, and they will very probably be all the more inclined to imagine such a medium when they learn that, according to the Einstein theory, gravitation itself does not spread instantaneously, but with a velocity that at the first estimate may be compared with that of light. Especially in former years were such interpretations current and repeated attempts were made by speculations about the nature of the ether and about the mutations and movements that might take place in it to arrive at a clear presentation of electromagnetic phenomena and also of the functioning of gravitation. In my opinion, it is not impossible that in the future this road, indeed abandoned at present, will once more be followed with good results, 
if only because it can lead to the thinking out of new experimental tests einstein's theory need not keep us from so doing only the ideas about the ether must accord with it nevertheless even without the color and clearness that the ether theories and the other models may be able to give and even we can feel it this way just because of the soberness induced by their absence einstein's work we may now positively expect will remain a monument of science his theory entirely fulfills the first and principal demand that we may make that of deducing the course of phenomena from certain principles exactly and to the smallest details it was certainly fortunate that he himself put the ether in the background if he had not done so he probably would never have come upon the idea that has been the foundation of all his examinations thanks to his indefatigable exertions and perseverance for he had great difficulties to overcome in his attempts einstein has attained the results which i have tried to sketch while still young he is now forty-five years old he completed his first investigations in switzerland where he first was engaged in the patent bureau at bern and later as a professor at the polytechnic in zurich after having been a professor for a short time at the university of prague he settled in berlin where the kaiser wilhelm institute afforded him the opportunity to devote himself exclusively to his scientific work he repeatedly visited our country and made his netherland colleagues among whom he counts many good friends partners in his studies and his results he attended the last meeting of the department of natural philosophy of the royal academy of sciences and the members then had the privilege of hearing him explain in his own fascinating clear and simple way his interpretations of the fundamental questions to which his theory gives rise end of section seven end of the einstein theory of relativity a concise statement by hendrik a lorenz thanks for listening